I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. equals MC. That all men are created About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of Finding Your Frequency. It's Finding Your Frequency Friday, August 20th, 2021. I mean, you know, we usually have, you know, these shows where we talk about, you know, entrepreneurship and we give tips about all kinds of different stuff. And we talk about how people found their frequency in life and in business. And, you know, it's it's always great and wonderful to talk about those topics. And, you know, not very often do we ever talk about kind of the state of the world and what's going on in the world right now, what's going on in the United States. Um, and I just feel kind of obligated on this particular show to, to, to bring on a good friend of mine who is a big proponent of small business uh, and who's a big proponent of what we do here at Voice America and people being able to get their voice heard. And, you know, that's kind of the, 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 I think the topic for us today is to have a discussion around being heard. And, you know, I have some stuff I want to get off my chest too. And I know, and I know that our guest will be uh, extremely helpful in kind of uh, providing some, you know, external resources and some different optics from his perspective. Uh, so first off, I want to welcome Mr. Frank Hellring. He's the CEO and founder of the Hub Mart. Uh, he's an established executive with 45 years of service. Um, you know, he he really knows what's going on. I mean, I could I could read his his bio, but I mean, he's, he's ran insurance agencies. He's done Christian ministries, private corporate insurance, uh, public and philanthropic uh, uh, enterprises, private equities. You know, you name it, uh, Frank has been uh, there, done that, knows a lot about uh, the status of uh, economics uh, and and all those things. And, of course, he also hosts a radio show, Business Buzz, uh, that's on the Voice America Business Channel uh, every day, every, uh, excuse me, every Wednesday. So make sure you guys check that out Wednesday morning at uh, uh, on the Voice America Business Channel. But uh, let's not waste any more time. Welcome, Frank Hellring, to the show. Hi, <laughs> How you doing, Ryan? It is so great to be back with you. Seems like we just did this a year ago when we launched my show, right? Yeah, it does. It it's 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 a it's kind of amazing how fast time flies, right? When you're uh uh when you're just you know grinding every day, uh you know trying to you know do the best that you can, and 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 then you know dealing with all this COVID crap, and you know small businesses kind of taking a hit, and then. Of course, you know, the elephant in the room and then all this debacle with Af- Afghanistan, of course, is just I, 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 I can't even I can't even it's hard for me to talk about, man, to be honest with you, you know, being being from the being in the Navy uh, and then, you know, having a good friend of mine, uh, Scott Anderson, who was a Navy corpsman. Right. So he was stationed with Marines um, and, you know, some guys in his platoon are no longer here. You know, R.I.P. Travis Youngblood, who died in Afghanistan, you know, and it's just it's just, you know, it's utterly appalling just to see uh, the lack of leadership in our country right at the moment. And, uh, 
you know, I hate to say this because I'm not really a supporter of any one particular person, but this shit would have never happened if Donald Trump was in office. And I'm not a Trumpster. I'm not a Trump, you know, fan. I'm not a Republican. I'm a, I'm a libertarian. Um, I will always vote for what I think is best for our country. I don't vote party line. Um, but oh man, was this just a debacle? I mean, and as you can tell, dude, it's really hard for me to talk about just how many men and women's lives just were like the, gone for no reason. You know what I mean? And then, you know, let's just throw a cherry on top of it too. And let's leave like $85 billion worth of high tech military equipment, you know, for some terrorist organization to have at it, you know, <sighs> well, Ryan, as you well know, I'm from the Vietnam generation. You know, I was three lottery numbers away from picking up a weapon and going to war in Southeast Asia. And the good Lord above saved me from that, I guess, so I can be with you here today. But I'm a government brat. My dad was USDA for 33 years back in the era when they were public servants and not known as bureaucrats. Right. And he helped to put the K and the K rations that helped to win the war against the Axis, you know. And I, I think right now we're at a cusp right now of taking a look at that again, okay? The reason being is because when you take a nation the size of Afghanistan and turn it into a terrorist state, and a think tank and possibly uh, you know an incubator for terrorism you got something that i'll tell you what is a little frightening as far as our foreign policy right now <laughs> you know it's 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 so frightening because you know when you when you when you read the news and 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 you kind of put it all together right you have the taliban who's now taken over uh, uh afghanistan and we now we will no longer have a base of operations in afghanistan which was really important for you know, intelligence gathering for the the region, right? Not just Afghanistan, but the region. Um, and then you all of a sudden you have Pakistan making a deal with the Taliban to kind of bind together to make sure that uh, there's no Western occupation or Western influences on those two countries. Um, if you guys can remember back when Obama was in office, when they got Osama bin Laden, do you guys remember where he was at? I think it was in Pakistan when they actually extracted him, right? Extracted him DOA. Right. But what I'm saying is he was in Pakistan hiding. And here we are having this war in Afghanistan over, you know, whatever he supposedly did with the, you know, Al Qaeda and the 9-11 stuff. And so now these two countries are going to come together and they're going to foster an environment for more Al Qaeda. Right. Um, we have a really good ally of ours called India. And India loves America. America loves India. We have a great relationship between the two countries. And now you're going to add some issue because, oh, shit, Pakistan and Afghanistan, where do they border? India. Right. And India already has a problem with China. So now, now, now poor India has got sandwiched. Ryan, we got a president that less than two weeks ago was asked a pointed question as to whether or not the Taliban could retake Afghanistan. And his response to that was an unequivocal no. And, the yeah, reason and they did it in seven days. thousand crack troops in the Afghan army who have been trained with billions of U.S. dollars and uh, oversight. And more importantly, they have an air force, right? And the Taliban in less than two weeks overrun the entire country. This is shades of Vietnam. This is shades of ineptness, okay, in our democracy called our, even our Congress or our Senate at this particular point. I think we're all at fault, and I'll tell you this, it ain't just the president, it's our military here, Ryan, and the reason being is because they kowtowed to a president who wouldn't listen. 
That's true. I can tell you right now, 100%, that if this was a non-political, you know, thing that was happening and, you know, you actually had the people who are boots on the ground making some actual decisions on what was needing to happen for any kind of pullout or extraction or whatever was going on, it would have probably went a lot better than what it did. Because when you just say, eh, we're out, we're going to be gone by, you know, whatever, whatever day it is. Hey, we're leaving. And then, no, no, no. One know. minute, Ryan, we had an air base, which was base of operations of all air activity over the country, right? Yep. And in the dead of night, in the dead of night, we removed all personnel, flew off to all far-flung other areas of bases around the world, and when the Afghans showed up the next morning, we were gone. Yeah. What the heck kind of nonsense is that? Yeah, and I think it's really messed up, too, because you take... Um, you know, you take a force of the Afghan military that's been, you know, like you were saying, trained by the United States military. Well, you know, the way the United States military works is quite different than uh, other militaries because of the resources that we have, right? We have the very ease ability to airdrop supplies from one place to another without having to worry about roads, right? Now, when you don't have an air force and you don't have the ability to do that, whoever controls the roads controls the country, Right? Simple, plain as that. And that's exactly what happened in the country. The Taliban said, you know what? Oh my God, the Americans are leaving. We're going to start making a move to take over roads and central routes so that way the Afghan army can't resupply itself. Holy crap, they don't have an air force anymore. You know, Ryan, you know, in the army, they have a thing called G2, which is the intelligence division, right? Of, yeah. of our military. And they call it an oxymoron, at least in our <laughs> army intelligence. But the bottom line here is that we are definitely looking at what happened in Vietnam. I had the privilege of serving as an emissary to the Third Republic of Vietnam for almost a year, right? And during that time, I learned from the Joint Chiefs of that particular government who actually serve in that military here, confined in the United States, that on the day that the communists took Saigon. One of the guys was in charge of an artillery position with four rounds remaining. Another guy was in an aircraft buzzing over Vietnam with no bullets in the gun. Let me ask you a question. How in the world do you win a war without bullets in the gun? And that's exactly what they told me about Vietnam. And what did we do? We didn't just leave bullets behind. We no. left helicopters. M1 Bradleys, tanks. I mean, come on. Armored Humvees. Did we get the technology out before we left? Oh man, that's scary. The, the the fact that the fact that the Taliban has drones now because we left them there is the scariest thing on the planet. You know, I I I, I honestly, in my opinion, this is just me talking. I'm kind of crazy sometimes, but I think once they figure out a plan of evacuation to get the people out of there that they need to get out of there, the next step they need to do is start dropping some old school Bill Clinton missile strikes on every single one of those bases that we abandoned to make sure that they are completely inoperable. Ryan, I'll tell you right now. This is going to have overreaching. I hate to use that term because the politicians are doing that. But the bottom line is it's overreaching. We're going to end up with this in our backyard. You know, these people hate our guts. They want us dead. You know, so I'm telling you from like a small business standpoint of view, we need to be aware of what's going on out here, especially with an open border down here, which is just so porous. And now you've got, what, 5,000 prisoners that were released? In Afghanistan, a lot of those guys were ISIS killers that had been transferred back over from Guantanamo. 
this is frightening as to what we're going to be dealing with here maybe in the next six months to a year. Yeah, you want to know what's even more frightening? Afghanistan, ran by the Taliban now, has a relationship with Pakistan. Pakistan is a nuclear state. That's correct. And Pakistan came out basically and said they didn't have a doggone thing to do with the Taliban. Come on. (laughs) They have been a harbinger of that segment, you know, of terrorism for I don't know how many decades. And the bottom line is every single time we try to go in and clean it out, they block us at every turn. Yep. Ryan, I'll tell you what. Hey, number one, thank you for your service. I know you're emotional today, <laughs> and rightly and rightly so, okay? And I can also tell you this. One of the subjects of this show was to educate small businesses about virtuality and bringing their business to a different level in marketing and communications. I know the emotions are running high, man, but I really would like to get it out <laughs> yeah, there no, you're, from you're, your perspective because there ain't anybody better in the business right now <laughs> to educate small businesses how they need to get beginning a radio platform like what you've done with me. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And I mean, you know, keep, even even keeping with the subject of what the hell is going on in America, I mean, um, that that you know goes back to some of the things that are necessary for those small businesses to you know to get their word out you know what i mean um i I wish more people had a platform like voice america to voice their opinions to even have the conversation that we just had in the beginning of the show about the kind of the state of what's going on in the united states and you know even this stuff gets going on in afghanistan all this covid stuff ultimately is going to impact the economy of the united states at some way shape or form right and so it's really important that small businesses get in front of all of this i mean we've already been dealing with a pandemic and going digital and being there digital having a footprint having a voice creating content using that as content marketing to you know drive traffic to your business to drive traffic and awareness to your brand to you as a person whatever the case may be uh is is, is more important now than it's ever been 100 percent uh um, now ryan we put this show up as to be an advocacy platform for small business we put it up to bring resources and expertise and the reason being is because I discovered and the CEO of Voice America discovered, Jess Bernard, that small businesses lost its voice. We need to bring that voice back, not only in the halls of government, but also in the governor's offices. And more importantly, in the so-called advocacy organizations that represent small business across this country that have become nothing more than echo chambers for the governor's office under this pandemic. And let me tell you something. FCC isn't overlooking my shoulder when I'm on the air. I don't allow cussing. I don't allow disparaging comments. But let me tell you something. Truth, facts, and reality of anything that has to do with small business, including politically centric, because I brought on a co-host, Natasha Friedman, who is one of the best in the business when we interview on a political scale. And let me tell you something. I am not shy. I am not embarrassed (laughs) talking about what the heck's going to happen to a small business just because our legislators want to tax and spend. You know, you, you you hit the nail on the head. This infrastructure bill, this trillions of dollars that the government wants to spend is going to cripple the U.S. economy. It's going to drive inflation even harder than what it is. I mean, like, what are we? It's, it's August now, right? I remember in December of 2020, gas was like 
$2.09 a gallon or something like that. I know you're in California, so it's probably 50 cents or, you know, 75 cents higher. Try again. What's your gas <laughs> price for premium? I just filled up my bins. Go ahead. Oh, now? What is it now? Yeah, now. Oh, $3.78? $4.74 a gallon. Oh, my God. It's approaching over $6 in Los Angeles. L.A., between L.A. and Orange County, we are becoming absolutely glutted I mean, they're duking it out in in service stations, you know, because a lot of people do not agree with what the hell is going on in California. But I'll tell you one thing that scared the hell out of me is that they become very complacent with this president and with this governor. Yeah. And that needs to change, man. We need to get our haunches up, get up and start saying, wait a minute, this is enough. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not complying with this nonsense. Look, you guys can't see this on cam, uh, on the Zoom, but I'm wearing a pin. It says, I am sovereign, I am free. Ooh. I wear this pin every single day because it's just my tiny way of having little civil disobedience towards everything that I don't agree with. This is not a political statement. This is nothing other than telling you how it is. This is a fact. You bet. And that's what we need. We need to get that, that, we need to get that idea and understanding across to the leadership in the government that, you know, they, they have lost their dang mind when, when it comes to many policies that impact small businesses. And part of part of the issue is small businesses need to stand up, get on the soapbox, get loud, say that's not okay. I'm paying six dollars a gallon for gas, and you're going to pass a f- trillions of dollars spending bill. That inside that spending bill, then you're also going to tax me for every mile I drive in my vehicle. Yep. What if I'm an Uber? What, if, I, if I'm an Uber driver, right, and I do that on the side or whatever. Yep. There goes that. Um, you know, and Ryan, you got a president right now that's begging the Saudis, begging the Russians, okay, to sell us oil. Did you ever think that you would ever see the day that we go from energy independence <laughs> under President Trump to absolute dependence, okay, on what we left underneath his administration? I mean, this is absolute lunacy. Yeah, and I, mean, and I, and I, I think and Kennedy have- said it best a few days ago. He said, name me one thing. In the seven months this guy has been in office that he has done that's worked. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Hannity's a crazy guy. I love him. <laughs> I love him too. <clears throat> him and Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino gets me fired up. <laughs> well, a couple of a couple of my show copies are in front of Hannity's producers right now. That's awesome. We definitely want to see if we can't get on there, you know. Hey, yeah. you know, let's let's talk about Voice America for just a second, okay? First of all, I'm tired of hearing people go, oh, is that Voice of America? <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, I confront that in about five seconds, you know, because that's a publicly funded, right, platform that competes with Voice America. And then the other thing that comes up is, oh, you're a podcast. Ah, uh, don't get me started on that one, you know? <laughs> we actually created the podcast industry over the last 21 years. So, I mean, people need to understand the value of what Voice America brings. And when you talk about marketing budgets in small business right now, let me tell you something, there's a chain and lock on the checkbooks today, Ryan, and we gotta find a way to have that opened up and they gotta realize that their message has to get out there because that's all part of their branding, is it not? A hundred percent, I mean, it's called content marketing. It's not new, it's been around for a long time. I mean, when when you put up a fancy billboard, you know, that's a piece of content that you've created. 
you know that's an old school methodology right that, you know that 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 was how you used to advertise back in the day you had now flyers right now it's all digital so you do radio shows that are streaming now let's 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 I want to I want to repeat that because people get so caught up in podcasts that they forgot about you know what it was on before podcast before there was that it was called live streaming. Mm-hmm. I remember a time when I was at Voice America where we didn't we we called uh, the the radio shows after they were done and they were available on the website they were called on demand audio and the reason why they were called on demand audio was because. This didn't exist yet. And I'm holding up my cell phone. You know, the the uh, the iPod didn't exist yet. Right? None of those. And it took me 5 years to come to grips with the word podcast. <laughs> yeah, and I still kind of have a little problem with it every now and again because, you know, I, when I when I say the word podcast, it immediately makes me think of Apple, right? And a podcast is so much more than Apple or so much more than, you know, uh, just just those destinations. It's, it's about really using the medium in a digital method to spread your message, to tell people who you are, what you're doing, how you're doing it, where they can find you, um, and then also educate and provide also some, some service, right? You know, that's one of the things I love about finding your frequency is um, it's almost like an educational hour for me every time I do a radio show, right? Because we're talking about how people are being successful and what they're doing. And I feel like, you know, not only do I get educated, I also provide a service to the audience for them to have an education, for them to, you know, learn from other small businesses and entrepreneurs some of the different steps that they've taken and mistakes that they've made. So that way that can help the other person who's listening to the show who might want to make, you know, leave their nine to five and go, go chase their dream of whatever it is, making widgets, you know, um, but when you jump off that bridge, you jump off that, uh, I mean, you know, my last name's treasure. So I always like to use pirate analogies when you, when you, when you drop off a plank of entrepreneurship into the waters of the unknown, it's time to buck up, pal. You know, Ryan, sometimes when I'm talking to small businesses about the value of IP protocol radio, I say to them, you know, if I say something unfamiliar to you, you're not going to get it. Okay, so I'm going to begin with the familiar. Okay, and I'm going to do a little exercise with you, Ryan. Ryan, have you ever lost your car keys? Yes. Okay, what happens in your life when you lose your car keys? It causes me to go absolutely nutty and run around the house and figure out where they are. Right, and you're married, right? Yep. So all of a sudden you look at your wife and say, where's my car keys? <laughs> right? Because <laughs> I've done it on how many times. Yeah, my wife says, I haven't got anything to do with your car keys. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't ask her where they are. I ask her for help. I say, hey, can you help me find my car keys? Because I can't find them. <laughs> right. But your whole world stops, doesn't it? Correct. I've been late for all kinds of stuff. You know, not all kinds of stuff. I don't lose my keys a lot. But I've you literally. You smartphone you just held up? Yeah. Lose that and tell me what happens. Oh, yeah. I've, ha- I've had that happen. Your life stops. Okay. I was on, a, when I, get this- I was on my motorcycle, Frank, on my way to work. Right. And this is why I don't put I don't I don't wear my 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 phone on a belt clip anymore. Yep. Right. I had my phone clipped to my belt. I was it was a nice spring day in April, seven yep. o'clock in the morning. Beautiful outside Phoenix, Arizona. I got my nice red motorcycle. Right. My Honda. I jump on it, put my helmet on and my boots and my jacket. And I'm cruising down the freeway on my way to the studio. 
And I get to the studio and I'm like, I need to check my emails. And I reach hey, Ryan. and my phone is gone. Yeah. And your life is gone with it. Okay. Yeah. And it's not Where like I'm you can go right down the freeway and find it. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> when the phones first came out? They were like dirt cheap, right? Yeah. The and it's just been phones. escalating in price. I mean, God knows what they're going to cost the next time around. And people go, why are these things costing so much? I'll tell you why because they're gonna run digital communications. Mm -hmm. They're gonna run digital commerce. They're gonna run everything on this planet. That's why they cost so much. It's a walk and talking computer, probably more powerful than the laptop you and I are talking about right now, okay? So what we've got <laughs> is a situation here where it isn't just the loss of the phone, you just lost your life, but more importantly, your customers are going to be on, on. these instruments so if you're not on that instrument you tell me are you close to your customer answer no no i want to pause for just a second and reach out to all the digital leaders out there how would it feel to not only know what your customer is experiencing but how many others are experiencing this also i think it's about time that we put our customers at the center of our decisions and get ahead with real-time insights way before a code freeze it may be beach weather outside, but for retailers, the holiday season has already started. 2021 holiday e-commerce sales are expected to exceed the 2020 benchmarks. Is your company prepared to capture every customer's revenue opportunity? With Quantum Metric, you can be. Their unique approach to the digital customer experience helps today's top retailers and e-commerce brands quickly identify and prioritize the big and small revenue opportunities that keep customers engaged and coming back. Stay off the naughty list with Santa this holiday season and reduce that customer friction, increasing conversions. You all know we got to have those conversions. And at the same time, personalizing the shopping experience. You guys want a sneak peek? Visit us at quantummetrics.com slash pod offer and see if you can qualify to receive our 12 days of insights offer with code frequency. This gives you a 12 day access to the cloud platform coupled with a bespoke insight report that will help you identify where customers are struggling or engaging in your digital product. Some restrictions apply. I want to make sure you guys check it out. 12 days of insights. Go get a sneak peek. Visit quantummetrics.com slash pod offer yeah no you make you make a huge point i mean um when you when you think about the smartphone in general right and you know i know that everybody has their you know their ideas about 5g but 5g is extremely important when it comes to digital communication you know i i, I don't know the science behind all the people saying it's going to kill the bees it's going to do this it's going to do that but let me tell you something some of the largest companies in the on the planet let's say like dish network uh companies like cox communications and spectrum and all of these large companies your cable companies and all of those things why do you think they have mobile apps if you if you have a cable box in your house and you can go watch tv there what do they need a mobile app for well because they want to reach you where you are they want you to watch live TV on your phone so they can serve you ads. I went to a meeting the other day. I just picked up a huge sponsor, uh, Affinity 24, one of the biggest merchant processing companies on the Western seaboard, okay? He takes me to one of his networking meetings and of course everybody runs up, you got a business card, right? Guess what? I don't have a business card, Ryan. Everything drives off a digital app. And if you go 44515 and then put in where it says subject matter buzz, my digital app pops up on that text box in a matter of seconds, okay? What I'm trying to tell you is 
we are still behind the times out here. People are still thinking paper. They're thinking brochures. They're thinking laying something underneath somebody's windshield wiper. They're thinking about direct mail. And all of this is going away like a bunch of dinosaurs. You no, know? All, I want, all I want is your, I want your cell phone number and your email address. That's it. That's all I need. That's it. Everything else is there. <laughs> this is what small business is not waking up to. And I'll tell you why in a large aspect. They don't understand the power of technology, Ryan, and that's where Voice America comes in. That's the reason why I've been talking to you guys. We need to collaborate. We need to come together with a concerted focus, put up a platform, put up some copy, whatever the case may be, and start driving traffic of small business to this network. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And, you know, we have a full-scale search engine optimization team that's, you know, constantly doing what they need to do to optimize the website. And, you know, you, you've, you've noticed as of recently, there's been a bunch of changes to the website. Our branding is starting to change to something new and updated. And, you know, we're, we're, we're putting a larger centric focus on our on our shows and our hosts um, and, and, and less spotlight on Voice America itself because... We want the public to find you guys. We want the people to know about your shows, who you are, what you do, why you do it. You know, um, if you're not following our social media, you should be. Every single show that we put out on the network gets promoted on social media. You know, so Voice America Facebook page, uh, uh, Facebook Voice America business, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like if you guys aren't following that, then you're you're truly missing out on, you know, a lot of this stuff that that uh, Frank is talking about, because that's another reason why I really like Voice America. And Frank, and, you know, I've and, it's, and this kind of getting to sound like an infomercial a little bit, but at the same time. Uh, I used to work in terrestrial radio, right? And everything was advertising driven. And, you know, not that, you know, what we do is not advertising driven also, but it's not always just about the advertising. And that's one of the things I really like about Voice America. We have some shows that won't even accept advertising because they want to get their message out. Right. And it's really fun. It's really great working with those types of individuals who are running small businesses who actually get it. Right. And we can all work together to, you know, really get the the, the voice out there. Right. Uh, you know, just like your show, Business Buzz, Wednesdays, 10 a.m. on the Voice America Business Channel, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, you guys have vaulted me into the top 1% of all live talk show hosts on, on Protocol Radio. It's absolutely amazing. And I started from scratch, right? Yeah. Now, of course, you know, I've got a very robust business background. I got my connections. But the bottom line is I didn't have one audience day one listener to my show other than the six weeks that you took me through, which I now call the gauntlet, <laughs> which polished me up as a radio show host. But here's the thing, you know, we look at ways that small business can recover right now, okay? Recover, but here's the key. How about rejuvenate? They're gonna start having to think outside the box, Ryan, yeah. and they're gonna have to jump outside that box, look back and probably not even see a doggone box. And one of the things that I'm excited about is that this host show advisory board, which I thank you from the bottom of my heart to be a part of that, right? You've chosen five hosts to be part of this host advisory board. And our job is to take a look at the measurability, the scalability, the suitability of all these shows on Voice America to see where we can merge these hosts together, right? So we can create audience convergence, which is going to be absolutely amazing. It's going to explode this network within 12 months. Yeah, you're 100% correct. And, uh, 
you know, just looking at the 18 years that I've been at the company, well, almost 18, it'd be 18 in December, um, just seeing the growth and the scale of, of where we where we came from 18 years ago to where we are today. You know, it's uh, it's been a fun ride, you know, and uh, I invite everybody to join me. Come on down. <laughs> you know, Ryan, it's all about collaboration. It's like a joint venture I just did with California Senior Guide Magazine, and that's .com if you want to tune in. <laughs> They're the biggest senior magazine in all Southern California, and they were the ones that were responsible to bring Paul Anka to my show, which just aired today, by the way, and we talked about his USA tour. I'm going to put out a quick PSA, okay? That's all right. Folks, do it, brother. if you want to listen to some incredible music upcoming on October the 22nd, beginning October 22nd, you need to go to Paul Anka. Real simple. Paul Anka. A-N-K-A dot com to get all the information, ticket information. You are going to get blown away with the man over seven decades who is now age 80 going on a completely USA tour bookends the country right and he's going to be singing his music and frank sinatra's greatest hits oh Can you cool imagine how great that's going to be and guess what ryan he ends up on the 22nd of march in scottsdale arizona hey buddy that's right down the road from the new headquarters of voice america i think we <laughs> ought to think about doing that one live what do you think ryan i think we probably should definitely get some logistics going for that one <laughs> buddy i'll tell you what the amount of stars i mean Olivia Newton-John just did a tandem single with him, his remake, right, of Putting Your Head on My Shoulder, right? Okay. And Classic. bolted to the top of Amazon, single, and also TikTok. I mean, he's like at the top of the charts with a song that he did 50 years ago. Can you imagine? Okay. And what you've got is a situation on my show copy, and you need to turn into us today because this guy was responsible for the Beatles getting into the United States. Wow. That's just a little teaser of the copy that's on the show that's running on my show today. Absolutely amazing. And it wouldn't happen if it hadn't been for guys like Ryan and Jeff Gerstle and my senior executive producer, Robert Cialino, and last but not least, my great friend and buddy, the CEO of this company, Jeff Spinard. Yes, and Jeff Spinard will be back on Fighting Your Frequency very, very soon. Him and I had a conversation about this yesterday. Uh, I miss my co-host, man. You should. You know, it's like... Uh, it's like uh, you guys aren't like Laurel and Hardy, but you're close. Yeah, right? it's like Abbott and Costello, or you know what I mean. I'm I'm, I'm like I'm missing my guy here. Yeah. <laughs> but Frank, it's been great having you on, man. I, I I love having discussions with you. I mean, you know, you've been you've been around the block several times, and you kind of know what's going on. And you know, just just being able to pick your brain and have conversations with you, and and get it out to the audience, and you know, talk a little bit about Voice America and what we do here, and you know, allowing me to ramble about Afghanistan in the beginning of the show. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I was thinking maybe we might have to name this show "What's Going On America," the voice of small business. Yeah, you got it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because let me, take, let me give you a little. Let me give you a little taste of what I'm working on in the background. Okay? What you got going on, Frank? Right now, small businesses need to unify like they've never unified before. Otherwise, they're getting knocked off like 10 pins by these e-predators, right? Well, there's a little outfit down here in Newport Beach that came out with an app, an app, okay, that small businesses can onboard, send it out to the customer base, monetize that customer base, and then more importantly, if they share that app with other merchants, they get paid, Ryan. This is absolutely amazing. And more importantly, <laughs> a charity of their choice gets paid on every transaction that happens. And more importantly, they get paid on every transaction that happens. Stay tuned 
I'm going to be doing a show from the corporate home office in Newport Beach, which overlooks Balboa Bay. What a backdrop. That's You're going to nice love that. Backdrop. And we're going to live stream it across Voice America. All right. I love Newport Beach, by the way. It's a great oh, place. Yeah. Uh, my father-in-law lives in Corona, right? Or actually, actually, it's called North Corona, or they, they call it Norco. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's like one of the uh, my favorite places to go is to take a drive over to Newport Beach, man. Uh, it's definitely the it's definitely fun. I try to stay out of L.A. You know, Ryan, <laughs> I'm really excited about your new digs. You know, you guys are moving to new corporate offices, right? And you're going to have like a grand reopening type of thing and whatnot, buddy. I'm, yeah. o- I'm there. Yeah, you know, I last week on Thursday I went with our CFO and we looked at six different buildings at the same time. And so, um, you know, there's a there's a toss up on the buildings. We still got some other ones that we're going to be checking out. And uh, yeah, we're definitely going to be upgrading the digs here and uh, we'll have a new studio, uh, a new control room. Uh, Hmm. You know, we're looking at at, at some 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 pretty cool space, uh, a nice little uh, foyer in the in the lobby for people to hang out in while they're waiting for the studio. And uh, yeah, so we're 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 working on that. As soon as we find a building, then we'll carve up the drawing and you know make it voice america so that way it's ready to rock and roll and yeah we'll have a we'll have a grand reopening of the studio uh space and invite some folks down and so yeah we definitely love to do that i think we may live stream it on our social media uh video something like that so we're definitely going to do something like that maybe turn it into a webinar that people can join and stream it on social media i don't know we're definitely kicking around some different ideas on what to do there but again this is what i just said right i'm going to do a webinar that people can join the webinar right and then after that i'm gonna and on top of that i'm gonna live stream the webinar to social media so that way nobody has any excuses on how to get there so you can come walk in the front door and come and hang out you can watch on social media you can join the webinar here's the cool thing about the webinar if you're on the webinar you can ask questions and we can answer them live this is the kind of stuff that frank and i are talking about when we talk about leveraging the digital media space to be able to get your message out there you know know what's the biggest testimony to voice america at least from my show standpoint I did my first show, which was the American Restaurant Crisis, and I've done four other shows on the restaurant industry because I think they're the most embattled, you yeah, know, right in now the for sure. States with this pandemic, right? But that show consistently comes up in the top ten, and it was done on the fifth of August, twenty twenty. <laughs> now, my advertisers, when I talk to them, I say, you know what the value of IP radio is? Your advertising is getting rebroadcast every single time somebody clicks that button. Now that is a huge testimony because you can't do that on terrestrial radio. Yeah, and you know, I think a lot of the advertising industry too, even in podcast advertising, they don't understand, you know, sometimes the value of the the previous content, right? They're always looking at how many downloads does one episode get over a 30-day period? Well, what are you only in business for 30 days? You know what I'm saying? Like you only care about the 30 days that the ad is running. What about, you know, if you're, if you're a company or a startup and, and, and your ad gets, you know, 3000 listeners in the first 30 days, but over a year it gets 50,000 listeners. Yep. You know what I mean? Like they, I think they forget about the value of some of the, 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 the previous components because people don't stop listening to internet radio. You know, they don't, they don't stop doing what they're doing. They, nope. they, they still go listen to shows. You know, I know that when I go listen to a new radio show or a new podcast, I always start from the very beginning of their episode thing and work through the episodes and skip the ones I don't like. So that, so, you know, they're running through your library of content. 
you know, and people continuously you know, and that, and that's do That's the key, isn't it, right? I mean, when everything started out with Salesforce, right, and PeopleSoft, and of course, you have Bonnie, right, on your network with 10 shows with that West German, and they're a, they're a CRM company, right? So everybody looked at customer relationship management, and they said, oh, aha, this is the solution, right? We're going to control our data. Well, mm-hmm. what's it graduated to? Data is not as valuable as content, okay? And when you take a look at Voice America, it's all about content. Well, you, all about you, have to have content about gen- you have to have content to generate the data. I have companies contacting Voice America all the time, and I'm, you know, we vet them before we do anything with them. But, um, you know, I had somebody reach out to me last week. Hey, we're a new startup company. We're going to be a search engine for audio. Uh, we can't really exist without content. Will you guys sign an agreement with us so we can have your content? Yeah. You know, we're working through that deal right now, which is great for all the hosts, because guess what? They're doing a series A round of funding for like $11 million for their for their company. Part of that $11 million includes $3 million for a marketing campaign for exposure for that company, which is a small business that's going to be going public. Right. Well, that's fantastic. If all of our shows are on there, there's $3 million of marketing that they're spending to be highlighting to their content, which we're on. You know, yep. and so those are also collaborations that you talk about, right, with, you know, Voice America and, and some of the things that we do, you know, like having relationships with these companies, you know, um, you know, when Amazon started accepting podcasts, right? I didn't go to their upload page and go insert every single radio show that we had one at a time. No, I I sent an email to the podcast support and I said, hey, guys, guess what? We're voiceamerica.com. We have over a thousand shows on our network. If you guys are interested in us posting the content on Amazon or on Audible, please let me know. I'd like to work out a technology solution to do so. Three days. And I get an email from Vanessa. Hey, hey Ryan, how's it going? Oh, we know about you guys. That's great that you reached out. We would definitely love to have your content. Let me get you in touch with our developers so we can figure out a way to port all the content over so you don't have to do it manually. Done. How nice. And we are all on Amazon and Audible now. You know, Ryan, what's interesting is you talked about SEO, right? And yeah, that's search engine optimization. That's a 50 grand check written by a small business just to get a consultant through the door. Okay. Right. Then you got the MSO, which is media search optimization, which another rival company out there seems to think they got the handle on. All right. But what everybody's forgetting is 21 years that Voice America has been in this space. Right. 21 years. I look at you as beginning like a trickle, right, of a crick. Now, all of a sudden, you're the Mississippi River, right, (laughs) in content and media drive. And here I came along with this show a year ago, like a tributary, right, flowing into this massive river. And anything that came with me got into this torrent, right, of flow called Voice America. How in the world do you put a price tag on that? I can't, okay, because I'm being branded with a brand. It don't get any better than that. Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up. Just before, uh, just before this, I was in a in a management meeting with our management team, and that was one of the things that that we we had brought up was, um, you know, the the SEO component of what Voice America brings to the table, and um, you know, our website. Uh, and, and the reason it's so effective is it's a, it's a term called domain authority, 
right? And domain authority happens with longevity, right? And so we've been online for a long, we were online before Google was, okay? So, um, well, just about the same time as Google, but at the time they weren't the big juggernaut that they are now, right? And so what's crazy, because I think Google came online 1998, correct? Yep. Yeah, so we, we were just 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 shy just shy of that. We came on in, in ninety nine. But um you know that that's one of the cool things about Voice America is uh you know, you, you pick a title for a radio show, uh, you start putting out some content and we just measured this with a brand new show. They put out one episode, it came out yesterday. So their show came out yesterday. And then the 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 executive producer's like, oh, let me just for fun, I'm gonna do a Google search of the show's name does a Google search of the show's name and there it is in the number one position on page number one of Google already and it's only been up, it came up yesterday. What does that tell you? I mean, that is that is invaluable. Not only do you get access to people looking at your radio show, but now they know who you are. Yeah, and they, they flowed as a tributary, right? A beginning trickle of water into this massive. I'll tell you what, I think you guys ought to come up with that imagery. I really do. You know, <laughs> Mississippi River, water flowing into it from little trickles of tributaries going down, you know, and whatnot. But now we're all part of that same flow, right? Yeah. And, 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 and it creates a community, a massive community of media and content. It doesn't get any better than that, Ryan. Yeah, and it allows us to do this. You know, you 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 have a show on Voice America. I host a show on Voice America, and here we are doing a show together, right? So then now the, my audience is going to get more exposed to more exposure to who you are. They get to hear me rant about something that I have never talked about on the radio show, right? I've always been extremely professional on the radio show, talking about specific topics, and you know, just the fact that I felt feel so comfortable with you, Frank, it was it was good to be able to vent just a little bit, right? Because uh, you're you're riding my surfboard, right? We're on that same stream, so you understand my train of thought, uh, you know. And so I really respect you for that, man. Appreciate that. Let me share. Let me share something with you, my dad. As I mentioned to you, you, served the U.S. government for 33 years. There wasn't a year that went by when you have the dedication of the Iwo Jima War Memorial in Washington, D.C., that my dad did not take his sons and his wife in attendance. And at a certain point at twilight, a Marine in his dress blues mounts that pedestal on that statue and blows taps. And let me tell you something. There isn't a dry eye in the house. People are weeping left and right in fact i got tears coming to my eyes right now i got i got i got, I got, I got okay. goosebumps my hair is standing up on my arms and here's the thing that really bothers me about what's happened okay name me another nation in the face of the earth and in history that has more blood in more countries with more white crosses and cemeteries that are designated american than the united states of america that has defended other nations against tyrannical oppression and taking away their freedoms, okay? This is America. This is what America stands for. And yesterday, I'm sorry, I hate to say it, I'm embarrassed today. I am too. To be called an American. And the reason being is because my honor and my moxie as an American citizen has been absolutely steamrolled by this president. And our allies are saying it best. Britain came back and said the following. I thought you said America was back, Mr. President. You know, my father was in Vietnam. 
Oh, wow. My father was there, the fall of Saigon. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Something that my father had a hard time talking about. You and I really, need to have a discussion. A really hard time talking about. Yeah, we'll go to dinner, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously, because uh, you and I can have some very robust. I actually was a background actor in a movie called Ride the Thunder. You should go and see that movie, okay, because it was told the truth about Vietnam. Yeah. I was in five scenes in that movie. Yeah, no, you know, and hearing stuff firsthand from my father, you know, and then seeing what's happened in Afghanistan, it's like. Yeah. Hey, by the way, on that show I did on Superman, remember I interviewed, uh, I don't know, Basil Moore, who's the producer and director of Planet Geisel. Yeah, yeah. Ilya Salkind, who was the executive producer on Superman, and Fred Perry, who is, right, Die Hard movies and things like that. Huh? Believe it or not. They're going to give me a part in that upcoming movie, right? And I said, what is it? And the guy goes, you're going to be an alien. I went, oh, great. And my wife's in the background going, great, six hours of pancake, right? Like uh, Planet of the Apes. And he goes, no, 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 it's humanoid, but you're going to look a little different. And I said, what's the part? He says, you're going to be part of the Royal Guard of the Emperor of Planet Kiesel. I said, yeah, I like it. Ah, that sounds great. <laughs> All right, Frank. You never know what radio is going to lead to, man. I mean, <laughs> you guys open doors, you know, that I would never get through without your influence. Yeah, you know, it's definitely one thing uh, when you're trying to make a relationship happen to start the relationship off by going, hey, you know, uh, I have a live radio show on uh, Wednesdays at 10 o'clock in the morning on the voiceamerica.com business channel. And um, I love what you're doing. I want to share it with my audience. Um, would you would you schedule a date to come on live? Right. That relationship is a completely different relationship at that particular moment in time from a networking perspective than, you know, you meeting somebody and handing them a business card. Right. Or yeah, here's the other thing, Ryan. <laughs> we don't charge guests for appearances. OK, that's a huge differentiation from other stuff out there. Yeah, I agree. Even Johnny Carson paid his guests. Remember? <laughs> you know, I remember the old ways of radio right and that's exactly how we operate in the manner of you know you have something to say it was like oh you want your album played you know you want to talk to people through this this medium you know that's something that uh, has value right because there's an audience that's existing there you know and that's what we bring to the table and we try to keep it real we keep it raw and uh, you know that's one of the things that I love about your show too you, you don't you don't hold back you don't sugarcoat but at the same time you know you never get into the weeds where you're being rude or obnoxious or you know, not providing thought leadership in a manner that you're coming from a place that's, you know, internal. And I want to remind everybody I'm wearing this pin. I am sovereign and I am free. Free market capitalism in business and small business, everybody. Stand up for what you believe in. Stand up for what's right. Go out and tell everybody that what's going on right now is not okay. I'll leave you with these words, Brian, because I know we're moving towards the end of the show. Paul Anka actually made these words on my show when I asked him to encourage small businesses, right, during my show. And he came out and he said, small business is the heart of America. Absolutely. The heart of America. And even though the big box stores have basically run roughshod during this pandemic, it's the heart of America. And we can't let that heart stop beating. Amen. I think something like 80% of tax revenue comes from small business. Absolutely. And um, 
it's 50% of GNP, 85% of hiring, okay? And every time you turn around, they're stepping on our heads. And let me tell you something, not on my watch. I'm no, gonna be and, 70 years old next year, right? Yeah. I got about probably five more years. I'm not gonna burn out, buddy. I'm gonna flame out, <laughs> all right? And I got on this particular platform because I intend to make a difference. Yeah, 100%, Frank. Thank you so much for being on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you go check out uh, Frank's show live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. It is called Business Buzz and Business Watch with dollar signs because nothing rotates without the dollars. We got to figure out small business. We got to get out. We got to get this country operational again. We got to get energy independence again. We need to get manufacturing back to the United States again. Let's do it, baby. Thank you, Frank. Go, man. Go. (laughs) I'm going to have you on my show real soon, Ryan. We're going to continue this, okay? That sounds fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to Finding Your Frequency right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Please go check out the website, findingyourfrequency.net. You can find us on social media, the Facebook page, Finding Your Frequency, at Finding Your Frequency Net. And then, of course, if you want to check me out, I'm all over social media, at Radio Ryan One. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, Go ahead, drop us a message. If you have any show ideas or anybody you want me to interview, uh, send us uh, information at info at voiceamerica.com, and we'll be more than happy to talk to you guys about that. Thank you so much for tuning in. 